Board Nation, we figured you waited three weeks. You could wait another 15 minutes. Sorry for the late start. But is this thing on? Back. Happy this... New Year. <laughs> How you doing, Ivan? I'm doing great, Rob. Uh, you know, it's it's a new year. It's a, the same life, uh, but things are great. The hobby is absolute fire right now. It's also a very fun distraction for those of us that need a distraction and a good business for quite a few people. And you know what I realized over our long break, Rob, but still being on Twitter and Instagram and social media and talking to you on the phone and talking to James, we're friends and I like it. I Amen like to that. the friends that the hobby brings. So I could not be better because I'm here with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So tonight's show is going to be a little bit different. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I suffer from a little bit of mild OCD. And the way that the calendar fell this year and the holidays, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have an opportunity to do a recap show. And there was absolutely no way... I could um, kind of start the new year without putting a bow on last year, especially given the fact that 2020 was the biggest year that I have seen in the hobby since I've returned to the hobby. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to make this our official 2020 recap show. And uh, we'll, then starting next week, we will uh, get back on track with what's happening in the hobby uh, currently and look forward and all that good stuff. So with that I was going to say, mind, it's, it's also kind of crazy that there's only one item hot in the shop this week. So it's a good week. Yeah. Look back for a minute yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then is. we'll start looking forward. It but we still got plenty out. of box breaks tonight and free stuff to give away. Absolutely. It, it just happened to work out. That 2021 so, Palooza. Absolutely. So, um, I can't believe we're starting our sixth season. Granted, our first season was a partial season. So uh, we do begin our official countdown today to episode 200. Um, I know it's a, just a nice round number, but it, it, is a, it will be a significant achievement when it comes, um, I think, the first week of February. But uh, we're going to kick things off, as we always do, with our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. And we did it a little bit different this week because Twitter only gives you four choices. And uh, the question was, the biggest story in the hobby from 2020 was, well, there was <laughs> way more <laughs> than three and then the other. So... We had to use a different platform than Twitter poll uh, to conduct this. So it yeah, is so a pinned I, tweet still, Ivan? No, so I, I just unpinned okay. the tweet, but I'm literally tweeting it back out again because it's okay. still important. If you're watching for the first time, if you're watching for the hundredth time or almost 200th time, you, uh, <laughs> you have to vote. You have to follow us on Twitter in order to enter to win the prizes later. So go to Twitter right now, and it's our newest tweet, even though it's not pinned. The link to this poll, it'll literally take you two seconds. You don't even need to register. It's not like a register poll site. We're not trying to grab info. You just click through and vote there. 
and be able to see all eight of the options. But make sure you also smash that follow button on Twitter while you're there, because you have to be following us on Twitter to win the prizes later. So for any new viewers, just want to make sure that was known. Awesome. I appreciate the housekeeping. Uh, all right, so here's your choices. And obviously there are several. Um, so base cards having value. Collectors have been screaming about it for a long time now. Well, here you go. They have some value again. The number of new and returning collectors to the hobby. Secondary market values for cards. Tops Project 2020. Fractional investing. The absolutely insane auction prices for some cards. Retail hoarding, or whatever you want to call it. Junk wax being cool again. Or other, and you're free to report. Apply. There is a comment field for that choice. So, mm. yeah, click that link. It'll take you to a poll. Fill that out. We will update it not once, but twice later in the show. And there's a reason for that as well. See, we thought all this through. It's because we're going to show you two different videos that might help inspire you if you haven't really taken all of the things into consideration yet. And um, in fact, we're going to show you a video right now by one of the um, excellent content producers in the hobby, Bench Clear Media. Um, I think did a really great job of helping to recap uh, some of the hobby hysteria that we saw in 2020 uh, with this video. So maybe something will spur your interest in this video. But remember, we have another one. So you can definitely vote now. You can vote later. We have plenty of opportunity, and we'll remind you throughout the show. But for now, check this out, and we'll be back with another segment of this amazing show to kick off 2021. Uh, there were a tremendous number of sports card sales that just <laughs> seemed to, like, one-up each other at every turn. And we compiled the top 15 list. We couldn't even do a 10 list because it would have just left, would have left too many. Like, like, yeah, but we should have. Yeah, I mean, let me those, just jump right? in. Number 15 is almost a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, okay, <laughs> right. you know, so it just made sense to like yeah. say the top 15. So you know, so, someone on Twitter, and I feel sorry not remembering who, but someone on Twitter said, "How do we not already have a?" Pawn Stars like show with what's gone on in the hobby lately. How do we not have a Pawn Stars at like a, an LCS? Is that just because there's no LCS that has enough characters for that? Or I don't know. Well, actually, man, you guys need some education. Um, there was, um, but there isn't. There was, and it was good. It was, uh, Ball Bo wasn't it Ball Boys? It was a shop in Baltimore. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to have to find a clip for it, and we'll play it next week. How about that? Okay. Um, Sounds it was good. pretty. It was cool. I really liked it. Um, I had a chance to talk to those guys. It was, it, was, it was good. I liked it. Well, like I said, many of you guys know that the past year was filled with some of the most monumental sales in the history of the hobby. We detailed a few of them during our final show of 2020, but with the official close of the calendar year and the final results, we're going to present to you now with the top 15 sports card sales of 2020. So, Ivan, 
Uh, as I already teased, starting off our list at number 15 is one of the rarer cards from the now famous Lucky 7 find. This T206 Ty Cobb with a Ty Cobb back sold through Mile High Auctions in September for almost $895,000. $895,000. That's where we're starting this list. Okay. Well, <laughs> then next up, you might remember that back in February, Golden Auctions brokered a private sale for this 2003-04 LeBron James Michael Jordan Upper Deck Exquisite Logo Man 101 for $900,000. At the time, it marked the highest sale price for any basketball card. And not only that, but was the most expensive modern trading card <laughs> of any kind. Little did we know. <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that was almost involuntary. So coming in at lucky number 13 is this absolutely sweet 1997 Fleer Metal Universe Precious Metal Gym Green version of which only 10 were made, which, correct me if I'm wrong, you could have gotten two years ago for like a hundred and some thousand. Yep. Well, it sold through Heritage Auctions just last month for 915000 which was more than double its pre-auction estimate. <laughs> so going into the auction, they only expected around 500 maybe a little bit less. Wow. Well, the record sale price for a modern era sports card lasted a mere three months when this 2009 Bowman Chrome Mike, excuse me, Bowman Chrome Draft Mike Trout Red Refractor numbered five of five and graded in a BGS Gem Mint 9.5 sold through Golden Auctions for $922,000 in May of last year. So... We've got 11 cards still to go, and every remaining card on the list broke the seven-figure mark. <laughs> and that craziness started with this, or starting with this 2003-2004 Upper Deck Exquisite LeBron James RPA numbered to 99 and graded in a BGS Gym Mint 9.5. It sold for just over one million via Golden Auctions in August. And Rob, I'm going to ask real quick. Do you think that card sells for more today, five, six months later? I, I do, honestly. And I think that I, I, I think we will play that out eventually. As we mentioned earlier, last month closed out the year with some record-setting action in this 2013-14 Panini Prism Giannis Black Mosaic 101 rookie card sold for just over $1.1 million at Golden Auctions, and in doing so became the most ever paid for an unsigned modern-era trading card. Well, no list of this nature would be complete without a showing from the Dutchman, and we have a few on the list. This copy sold through Mile High in September for roughly $1.17 million, making it the first time a T206 Wagner in this condition ever broke the six-figure mark. Yeah, what is that? PRFR1? That thing is pizza crap. It's like, <laughs> but there's no pinhole, right? <laughs> Everything but a pinhole. Uh, and a mustache whether, drawn on it. 
And whether I think it's a 10 or not, this Wayne Gretzky OPG rookie card became the first ever hockey card to sell for over a million dollars when it sold through Heritage Auctions in a highly publicized event last month. And that previous Honus PSA 1 record wouldn't last long as this copy, also graded a 1, would sell through Golden Auctions just a month later in October for $1.4 million about. Wow. That's incredible. A month later. And the other one, 1.17 to 1. nearly 1.14. Wow. All right. Now, it's not a single card, mind you. But this sealed 12-box case of 1986-87 Fleur basketball card contains a minimum of 36 Michael Jordan rookie cards, plus a similar amount of rookie stickers. It sold for what will probably one day, honestly, look like a steal at $1.8 million through collect auctions in August. In July, this 2003-2004 Upper Deck Exquisite LeBron James Rookie Patch Autograph Parallel Card numbered to 23 and one of only two graded in a Jim Mint 9.5 by BGS sold through Golden Auctions for over $1.8 million. And at that time, it became the most valuable basketball card ever sold and the most expensive modern era trading card, if we only knew. Number five. (laughs) That's a recurring theme here. Um, Well, LeBron's reign upon that throne lasted all of six weeks when this 2013-14 National Treasures Giannis one-of-one horizontal Logoman RPA edged out King James by over half a million dollars and also selling through golden auctions. Man, did they have a year. Setting a new modern era record of $1.85 million. But again... Yep, not new. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost as if Honus said, anything you can do, I can do better, as proven with a pair of back-to-back jacks and a big escalation in values, but not necessarily a huge escalation in condition. Check this out. VG3 from PSA. In October, the Mile High Card Company sold it for, uh, sorry, in a private sale for $3.25 million, making it the most ever paid for a vintage bat- baseball card. And I also got to say, some props to them for disclosing a private sale. You know, it's always helpful the more data and information we get. But, yes, but last month, Heritage Auctions brokered a private sale of the exact same card for $3.7 million. Not a bad little return. And seriously, if a PSA 3 now has this kind of value, what do you think the card would get if it ever hit the auction block? The card. I like it. Good question, Rob. Maybe this is the year we find out. But can you believe we still have one more card on the list? I do. Well, I, I do believe. I, I know you can believe it because it's so widely publicized. It's one of the things on our top 2020 stories in the hobby list. There's YouTube videos and ads being run about this card. Yep, of course, number one, it's the 2009 Mike Trout Bowman Chrome one-of-one superfractor that sold through Golden Auctions back in August for a staggering $3.84 million becoming the highest uh, selling sports card on record in 2020. 
The question is, will we see a Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer PSA 10 Superfractor listed at some point in 2021 <laughs> to take back the throne? I don't know. I highly doubt it. I don't think they had Superfractors back then, but let's face it. $3.84 million is the most ever paid for a sports card, and it's truly incredible. What's even more incredible, the sum total of these 15 cards is roughly $25.4 million. What a year in sports cards. Absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. Incredible. Um, do they have, because I know Topps is big on parallels. Do they, does the Mickey Mantle 1952, does that have parallels? <laughs> Uh, no, but guess what? Who's the proud new owner of five shares of a 1952 Mickey Mantle and a PSA 8? Yeah, this uh, guy right probably here. Probably Rob. <laughs> this guy right here. You know, think about it for a minute, though. This is, this is an interesting hobby discussion. You know, and it's, not, it's no secret. Licenses go where licenses go. Can you imagine what we'd be having from tops this year as far as a retrospective set or things of that nature if they had mickey mantle's license still for his likeness oh my gosh so we're going through the the jeter retrospective right now on tops direct can you imagine what they would be doing with 1952 mickey mantle if they could absolutely well, like Ivan said at the top of the program, we do have some box breaks for you guys tonight. Uh, a handful, ooh, in ooh, fact. Real, real quick, real yes, quick though, can I tell them about the big bonus thing that you gave me during our video? Oh, yes, please. Go ahead. So we were debating. So remember, during Christmas, right before Christmas, right before the holidays, we did our big, 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 big giveaway palooza. Christmas spectacular. Tons of people won tons of stuff. We had so much fun watching you rip those and share your hits. Absolutely love when you do that. And remember to use the hashtag GoGTSPC to be featured in our outro every single week. But one stocking went unclaimed. So we were debating, do we just split it up and like send stuff, you know, bonuses here and there. And then Rob just looked at it and said, you know what, let me get it off my desk. We will give it away. So we have an entire giant bonus Christmas stocking still left to give away on tonight's show. In addition to the hits from these boxes, which should total over uh, $1,100 in hobby market value boxes that we're going to rip and give away hits from. So make sure. You go to twitter.com slash live, retweet our pinned profile, uh, the pinned tweet with the live broadcast on Periscope for a chance to win the stocking. And then from there, there will be tweets that go out with each box as we hit the hits. That'll be how you enter to win those hits. So. So uh, don't forget to weigh in on the poll. Uh, we didn't actually go over... Um, you know, the current results at the top of the show because we are going to uh, update it once after box breaks and then later in the program. But be sure to uh, uh, do that because there's going to be other opportunities that might influence you. We, we're going to do another little recap video um, from kind of from my perspective uh, a little later. So um, let's update the poll question, see where things are at before we run our first in-memory video. Uh, I had a feeling. Okay. 
with 189 people weighing in, still plenty of time. Some of you holding off to see what other things transpire through the show, I think. Retail hoarding still leading the way. Secondary market values, second place. Number of new returning collectors. Fourth place, Tops Project 2020. All right. Ooh. <laughs> you all right there, Ivan? Yeah, just... I'm never in the majority, and that's fine. What did you vote for? I still believe the biggest story in the hobby is Topps Project 2020. I believe it very, very directly contributed to what's number three on our list, the number of new and returning collectors. There are still so many people in the hobby I know that jumped in because of Project 2020 and what happened during COVID, uh, with that being the only thing available and people and the art resonating with people and the the secondary market value you know it all of that is so encapsulated that i still feel like that's the biggest story because the rest is just you know retail hoarding uh well i don't know i'm in the the super minority and i'm i'm probably used to that too uh because i picked fractional investing but uh Let's uh, let's take you and I get some water. I'm sure you're out like I am, um, and run oh, our first so in-memory cardboard tribute things. video to the entertainment industry. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, you're going to notice there's a distinctly different tone to my recap <laughs> of 2020, and it it's not to say that I just. I wanted it to be a little less hype and a little bit more straightforward. And I'm just going to let you guys uh, watch it. And it's also shorter. And when we get back, we've got one product to talk about next week. Uh, so check this out. It's my recap of 2020. 2020 was a year unlike any other, not just in the hobby, but in life in general. The coronavirus changed everything and its impact continues to be felt today. However, one unexpected benefit from this horrible pandemic was the return of the sports card market to a billion-dollar industry. And thanks to the diligent reporting of outlets like Sports Collectors Daily, 2020 will be etched in hobby lore forever. It all started almost exactly a year ago with the completely devastating news of the untimely and tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gia. Little did we know what 2020 would have in store from there. February saw Topps set a world record with the million card rip party. And then it happened. Everything shut down. No school, no sports, and for some, no jobs, and closed stores. As many reconnected with the hobby, new terms entered our vernacular like curbside pickup. Savvy hobby shops made use of that tool to survive these unprecedented times. ESPN gave us all something to watch as we were cooped up inside. The Last Dance introduced a whole new generation of basketball fans to the greatness that was Michael Jordan and the dynasty of the Bulls championship era. Walmart and Target remained open as essential businesses and card aisles were quickly picked clean soon after being stocked. 
When NBA basketball eventually returned, pent-up demand for basketball cards driven by a rookie class that included heavyweights like Zion Williamson and John Moran exploded on the secondary market. Tops and Upper Deck capitalized on the newfound interest in sports cards with new licenses for Formula One and golf planned for 2021. Panini America and other manufacturers did an amazing job maintaining production despite the challenges presented by the pandemic. Demands for grading became so astronomical that backlogs and wait times began to exceed six months or longer. PSA expanded capacity and a comic book grader prepared to enter the sports card market. Fractional investing, something that had been successful and popular with investors for years in luxury goods like cars, wine, art, jewelry, and handbags, made big strides in the sport card market thanks to Collectible App. Record prices were set for sports cards, with modern cards exceeding prices for vintage, which were once the staple of the market. Shows and events were canceled, including the National and National Hobby Shop Day. The B2B trade show industry summit went virtual. Local shows were canceled, but slowly started to reopen. Amazing vintage finds continued to climb out of the woodwork as mainstream media began paying attention to the sports card market, and lay people started looking in their attics, crawl spaces, and basements for long-lost treasures. Yes, in many ways, 2020 was a year to forget, but for the hobby, it was also one we will always remember. All right, we told you we got one product uh, to detail. Uh, let's see. Hot in the shop. <laughs> Let me intro it properly. Uh, it's just very weird. Yeah, one product. Playbook NFL football cards. Uh, in stores next week, and it's got three autographs or memorabilia cards and a booklet card, which is really what separates it from everything else, given that it's playbook. So you're going to get a uh, on-card rookie playbook jersey autograph number to $2.99 or less, usually. And in addition to rookie playbooks, look for the newest NFL talent. Other autograph and memorabilia sets include base signatures, rookie signatures, goal line graphs, signature routes, Hail Mary signatures, hot routes, mammoth materials, down and dirty, and double moves. Uh, one booklet card in every box. Rookie playbook jersey autos, on-card booklet autographs of the best rookies in the 2020 draft. Playbook Football delivers those power pack trifold cards that you guys have known to love. They're printed on acetate. You know how we love acetate. Uh, also, that vault and patch content. I mean, look at that beautiful, beautiful booklet card. Some of this stuff has like eight jersey swatches on it. Uh, a star studded lineup. Player material autographs. Look for oversized jersey booklets with full team logos. Find the top 42 rookies in this year's draft class with rookie jumbo memorabilia booklets. Uh, remember, there's the game of interest, or game of interest inches with some really dynamic photography. Uh, new this year, though, is face to face signatures. So be on the lookout for that when it hits stores next week. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop or at your favorite breaker or online retailer. 
All right, next up, as we start to put a bow on our 2020 recap show, you know, not only in the world of entertainment, but a lot of quality athletes died, especially in the world of baseball. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ivan's got to pull some winners. He's going to do that now, and then we're going to do our final poll update. So here we pay tribute to those we lost from the world of sports. Come back, we'll update the poll and detail tonight's winners. Be right back. Watch this. All right, final update to the poll. And thank you for everyone weighing in. And um, yeah, not being able to find product at retail uh, seemed to most of you to be the biggest story. I do find it a bit of a surprise. Um, and uh, Ivan talked me into Topps Project 2020. I can see why he, he felt that way. I, I'm sorry, though, but no, I'm not apologizing. I'm just, just still fascinated by this whole fractional investing thing. And I thought that was just a really interesting thing to enter the hobby and how quickly it took off and gained legitimacy and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm glad that some of you realized that base cards having value is, is a real story. I mean, for so long, I mean, when I first came back to the hobby in, um, you know, 2000, I went to the national and local shows and people were leaving base cards like on tables. And I, I didn't understand. I was like, uh, and Oh yeah. I think that like two years ago, that was one of my things was like, it's really funny. You could just go around to the national. I am pretty sure I said it on our show. You could go around to the national and just pick up the stuff that people left throw it on com C and pay for your national trip. Oh yeah, totally. And so, but last year at the national and by last year, I mean, 2019, <laughs> did you notice that year? It was not the same. It wasn't the same at all. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that, that's a big story if you ask me. So yeah. there are lots of big stories coming out of 2020. And so I think all of them, regardless of how you voted, I don't think there was a, by any stretch of imagination, a right or a wrong answer. So thank you for being involved in the discussion. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Panini and Tops and Rob, who does all the shipping. <laughs> I, get, I get the fun part. <laughs> Well, next week's going to start our new segment, GoGTS Live QA. It's going to be the hashtag. We'll uh, remind you guys on Thursday evening, and we'll send that out. So if you guys have a question, we'll pick one and answer it towards the end of the show. Also, we'll get back on track with hobby happenings and all that good stuff. Uh, yes, second box of Obsidian Football was sent to us, so we are going to be doing a special Twitch break on Tuesday, uh, the 12th, uh, probably sometime around uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon Eastern Time. Um, one of the great things about being a Twitch subscriber is that you don't have to be watching live to win. Um, so don't worry about that. We'd love to, you to join us if you're available, but we get it. Uh, it's in the middle of the day. You might be at work. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be doing that, and uh, we'll post that and remind you. Uh, so that'll be uh, early next week. 
And uh, I think that's it for now. Oh, and yeah, a reminder, we should be back on Facebook Live and live stream uh, feeds next week as the uh, new studio will be all set up in SoCal. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this recap of 2020. And Ivan, James, and I look forward to plowing ahead in the new year here. Uh, we are all hoping Rob, and praying that we get back to normal and in person and see some of you at the National, right, Ivan? We definitely are. It's still a ways away, so let's all hold out hope and be responsible um, so that we can get there. Like, that's my biggest reason for taking the measures I am, is I want to be at the National in six months, uh, seven months. So that's my motivation. Um, I just, I had to interrupt real quick, though, to also share something. Yes. So we were talking about this. Rob, uh, and M. Balsley just tweeted at me and said, you know what? The Mandalorian has brought me into the realm of entertainment cards. Loved seeing how excited you got for Masterworks. Uh, and then he said, I love it because my daughter is interested in cards now because cool. she loved the Mandalorian and couldn't believe there's product to open. That's, the, that's what we love. That's the hobby right there. There you go. We give you some information, but let's all be friends and collect and have some fun and get our kids involved and yeah. So thank you, Tops. Thank you for Panini for bringing us joy as well. I had that. Up, I had hits. I had the joy of opening uh, a box of Civil War with my uh, of Upper Deck Civil War with my daughter uh, during the break that we had, and uh, she dug it, and it was awesome. So it was some time that I'll remember with her forever. So I get it too. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show next week. Thanks to Tracy Hackler and Emily Kless for providing a, a product for tonight. James Gale behind the scenes, keeping things running smooth as always. Ivan for joining me and keeping things on track uh, with all the social aspects of things that I would not be able to do otherwise. <laughs> and we will uh, see you all next week. In the meantime... You know what to be doing, right? Right? Always be collecting. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Good night.